All right, thanks for listening to Wagerator. I'm D Nice here with DUI. Just the two of us talking baseball. What's going on, man? We're back. Loving baseball. We're back. Baseball's made it. Baseball, what is it? A month in now? I didn't Probably think it was going to make it a week. With it didn't COVID. seem like it when when <laughs> you know when we had what was it, 15, 16 straight days of game cancellations, whether it be the Marlins, whether it be the Cardinals. You know, it's it it was not off to a great start, but they seem to have steadied the ship a little bit. They've studied it. The St. Louis Cardinals, I think, went 17 days between, you know, playing games. And uh, I was crazy. taking a look at the standings. I think as of, like, either Sunday night or Monday night, the Dodgers had played 23 games and the Cardinals had played seven. So, like, the standings don't even make sense. They, they, like, <laughs> they're they're going to be playing, you know, four-inning triple headers here in the next week or something. Like <laughs> There's going to be so many double headers. I think the Phillies <laughs> already have, like, six or seven on their schedule. They've already gone yeah. through Jesus. three, I think. So, I don't even know if the Cardinals are going to get to 60 games i guess they're going to go off win percentage and hope that they can get to 55 to 57 it's a wild time it's a sprint to the finish yeah i mean it's it's not you know if if something like that happens there's definitely going to be some asterisk on um on on who the who the eventual champion is but uh you know it's 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 an interesting experiment baseball is a sport that could use some experimentation and kind of mix up the rules a little bit and and this might be this might be something interesting this could be it. I mean, to be honest with you, I think that they should carry over some of these doubleheaders, play seven-inning doubleheaders, maybe shorten the season down from like 162 games to 100. I mean, honestly, 120 would be enough. 100 would probably be enough, but maybe get it down <laughs> to 140 for starters, go from there, have some doubleheaders. Just like, a sprint, yeah. Yeah, say like the Mets go up for one day, they play a doubleheader against the Red Sox, they come back down and they start a series against the Phillies or something. Like, do that more off days so you don't need to start the season in like late March and there's snow outs and shit like right. that. <laughs> All right. I think what we want to do is maybe revisit some of our predictions from the early going, take a look at what the groundwork is right now in terms of what's going on. There's a dog behind me trying to break into my room. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe pat, pat, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Cause you know, our, our opening predictions that, that me, you and JJ did were, were, were pretty spot on. Pretty spot on, right? So we had the predictions were Red Sox under wins, and I think it was under 30 and a half. It was under like 30. It was They were essentially slated to win, you know, play 500 baseball, which was like, I would believe it was like 30 and a half, 31 and a half, something like that. And, you know, they're whatever, 8 and 15 right now. So they're, I think that under is, is, is definitely looking like the right side. There's, there's 7 and 18 currently. That's a lock. Seven and eighteen right now. They actually just broke. I think it was an eight-game losing streak. Yeah, they're one and nine in the last ten. They beat the Phillies today. We're recording here on uh, the evening of August the nineteenth. That's going to be a lock. They're going to finish. They're going to finish in last place in that AL East. I wish I could have gotten a bet on you know where they could finish and finish on last place, and that would have been nice. Yeah, the fact the fact that they've struggled significantly against teams like the Orioles is really telling, and like. You know, watching, you know, being up here, uh, I don't necessarily watch them from day to day, but just kind of hearing about them from day to day, you can't name a, 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 a starter in this rotation. You can't. There, This might be the worst starting rotation on a big market team. I've, it's honestly, I, it's, yeah. it seems like they're doing bullpen games three, three out of five days. It's, it's one of the ball. worst rotations I've seen. The bullpen sucks. I'm trying to pull up their metrics right now in terms of overall ERA. I assume that they're close to dead last. I mean, they are just a dumpster fire. 
Um, I expected them to be, you know, not good. I expected them to maybe be in that 25 win range, but Jesus, they might struggle to get to 15, 18 wins right now. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really bad. (laughs) It's really bad for them. So we'll pat ourselves on the back with that seven and 18 Yankees, 16 and seven Yankees were really hot out of the gate and they're still hot. They're dealing with some injuries. I don't think we had any bets for them per se, because it was a little bit too juicy for the Yankees. They're favored to win the World Series right now. I'll tell you what, the Baltimore Orioles are kind of a pleasant surprise for Orioles fans right now. They're, uh, they're, they're not awful. They're, they're sitting there at 12 and 12. Taking a look at some uh, metrics right now, their weighted on base average is not bad either. I mean, they're, they're, they're not a bad team. It's, it's very interesting, though, because they've been, they've been pretty dreadful at home. They're they're four and eleven at home and eight and one on the road, so it, it's been very. I, I don't know if you get out of you know that shithole that is Baltimore, <laughs> and, and you <laughs> and and you decide oh oh this is the good life out here, and you decide to play some good baseball. Um, but no, yeah, they're they're a very interesting team. They're hitting well. Uh, the pitching's been a bit of a bit of a surprise, but uh, yeah, they're they're off to a pretty good start. Not a bad start at all. Another prediction that we had was what? White Sox over 31 and a half wins. We're going to check had, in on I think that. We had, I think we had on, I, th- I think we ended up with oh, under. Sorry, this, it was under. This, sorry, it was under. This is the yep. one, this yeah, is one that we, yeah, one yeah. we were on the fence about because I think that we all thought uh, that the White Sox were a little too overhyped. And, and we thought that the clear, um, the clear frontrunners in that division were the Twins, uh, which, we, which we love the over. And that's off to a great start, 16 and 8. Uh, I believe that was that's the one 30, that we were over on. Yeah, over thirty three or thirty four, something like that, and they're on pace for forty at this point. Um, and then we we also like the Indians uh, to come in second there, and uh, and the White Sox kind of falling back into a into a third. But um, yeah, so I I think we ended up landing on the on the White Sox under. I don't remember off the top of my head what the number was. But, You're a hundred percent right. It was uh, JJ. I think had thirty-two and a half at his book. We got thirty-one and a half. They've been up and down so far. They're thirteen and eleven. They're hitting lefties really well. I'll tell you what. I'm taking a look at these numbers right now. The Twins are second in the league in terms of hitting left-handers. So anytime that you see the Twins or the White Sox going up against a left-handed pitcher. I mean, of course, take a look at the, what the left-handed pitcher is that you're going against. If it's mm-hmm. not a stud, then take a look at backing them because they are crushing lefties. Shockingly enough, Arizona Diamondbacks are up there who are not doing much. Do you want to take a guess at who is first in the league and weighted on base average against left-handed pitching? Against left-handed It's pitching. a team that uh, you would not think – a team that's been really good in the past few years, a team that um, was going to get booed quite a bit this year. Uh, All right. Well, then, not, not spoiled, but. <laughs> I just spoiled it. it, it, it it's <laughs> late on a Wednesday, and I'm not even. Yeah, thinking that, that would right. that would be your Houston Astros. Yeah, Ooh. but how about that Houston number one there? Houston's kind of lurking. Houston's one of those teams that they're 13 and 10. They had a decent start. I think they the Dodgers took them out what two games in a row. I think they mm-hmm. had some issues. They've won now six in a row. They're going to get Verlander back at some point. They're their hitting is on point. I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, get back and win the World Series, but since baseball and since MLB decided to open it up entirely and change the rules an hour or two before the season started, I think Houston's going to get in because the top two teams in every division get in, and then what, the next two best 
out of uh, total record. It's going to be Oakland so. and Houston there because the Texas Rangers are 10 and 12. I'm actually shocked that the Rangers are 10 and 12. I thought they were worse. Um, Mariners and Angels, seven, eight wins apiece. Houston's going to get in there, and Houston's going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> they sure are. Yeah, no, it, and it, it is interesting. We were talking a little bit beforehand that, it, you know, Houston has been good with two of their best players really struggling out of the gates in Altuve and Springer, uh, both kind of muddling along here. Um, both, you know, last I checked, were, were batting under 200. Um, so I, if they ever kind of revert back to the mean and end up the season hitting 250, 260, 270, you know, they could really make a push on, on the A's who are hot out of the gate and push them because they're at this point they're still only two and a half back so they could still really push for that AL, AL West crown they really could push they're two and a half back and they've won six in a row now so that's that's pretty legit I mean they're they're right there and Altuve could you imagine like I think he's in his own head right now could you imagine what would be going on if there were actually fans like booing him and stuff this year? <laughs> like that would be ridiculous yeah seriously your New York Mets, and I think we'll shift to the NL East. We're kind of just going all over the place right now because yeah. it's just kind of casual MLB check-in conversation. I'll probably do some videos and some more detailed breakdowns of uh, what I'm betting on each and every day. Sometimes on Twitter, when I have the the time, I'll go through and I'll just say what I'm betting on on like any given day. I have a process down. I'll, I'll tweet out picks and some of the analysis. We'll probably get JJ on here, take a look and pick his brain as to what he's doing with uh, MLB wagering. But I'm just taking a look at stats and what's interesting. Your New York Mets are first in on base percentage so far. From looking at this, right? Yeah, it's it's been very interesting. They've been very interesting this team uh, this year because they've been hitting, but not with runners in scoring position. Uh, it's like you get a guy on base and they decide, you know, that's 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 the, the rest of the guys can strike out. But it, it's been it's been tough. Um, because they're a team that's going to need runs because their starting pitching is kind of in shambles right now. Outside of Jacob Degrom, uh, there's no Syndergaard, there's no Marcus Stroman. Um, they're currently, you know, Corey Oswalt started last night, and he is not Corey Oswalt. Yeah, Corey Oswalt. Um, I, I was thinking uh, the other Oswalt that that used to pitch for the Phillies and the Roy Oswalt. Uh, oh, from Roy the Oswalt. Houston Astros and Philadelphia Phillies. I Roy Oswalt days from from way I, back. Yeah, I thought that I got the name wrong, but I actually got the name right. That's that's what happens <laughs> when you have nine beers before a podcast. Nine beers. Um, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> you know, it's getting late. But no, I mean Roy uh, Corey Oswalt was is there counting Stroman and and Syndergaard who never started the season. He's their ninth starting pitcher they've had this year. Wow. See, I they, didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're, wow. they're started, their starting pitching has been a mess. Uh, and even the guys that have pitched, Mats and Porcello, have been bad at best. Uh, my, uh, yeah, Porcello's well, been awful, man. Like, I was Porcello. taking a look at his stats the other day. Oh, boy. I mean, Not I good. Mean, and, and somehow Porcello's been significantly better than Steven Mats, who I think just gave up another home run. I think he's given up 11 home <laughs> runs this, this year. That's so uh, it, bad. It's, it's three weeks into the year. It's, it's been three, un, it's three unbelievable. It, it, That's the bad. amount of balls are leaving the yard. But yeah, no. Uh, to, not to digress. This, I mean, this is a team that needs to hit because the starting pitching is not there outside of Jacob Degrom. You know, Jacob Degrom is going to do his thing. He's going to be the best pitcher in the game. But uh, he's a stud. Yeah. The, the the remaining four games 
they, they, they don't have the pitching and they certainly don't have the bullpen that's going to carry. And the bullpen's frankly been better than we thought that it would be. Yeah, I was about to say, the bullpen, I'm not going to call it good, but it's been a little bit better compared to what I it's, thought it it's would kinda, be. It's kind of righted the ship a little bit, but that's it, it's not getting the praise it deserves because the starting pitching has been so bad. So bad. So bad. I was going to bring up bullpen in ERA, so that's a really nice uh, – it's not even a segue because we're keeping on the topic. Worst bullpen, also in the division, Philadelphia Phillies. Bullpen, 8-3-2 ERA. As a Phillies fan, I'm scared shitless once the starter comes out of the game. The Phillies offense has been really good so far, and we'll get into some of those metrics. But 8-3-2 ERA, and for those sabermetrics people, FIP, they're a little bit better in terms of FIP 5-6-2, but guess what? That's that's not good either. They've been brutal, and if that continues, I mean, they're, they're going to struggle to even get into the playoffs. I think that they could definitely – you know, make a push for the NL East crown. They could make a push for the number two uh, seed in that NL East division, but you got to get that bullpen under control, man. And uh, Atlanta's been very good, but they're not unbeatable. I mean, I I feel like they're starting pitching, especially once Soroka went out, is is very very questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I don't think – I love Atlanta's offense. Uh, I love Acuna. I love Freeman. I love, you know, that, that whole crew down there. But uh, I, I don't think that there's some some juggernaut that's going to run away with this NL East uh, right now. What are they? They're two and a half. Uh, they're 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 only one game up on the Marlins. So I mean, yeah, I, the Marlins I are nine and eight. They're still hanging around. St- standings don't mean a ton at this point, especially in the NL East, where the Marlins have played eighteen games or seventeen games, and the Phillies have played games. nineteen games. So yeah. I mean, it's it's a little all over the place. But um, Atlanta, I think, is very good. But I do think that. Teams like these, uh, I've, I've explored from the Nationals, and the Nationals have gotten out of the blocks way slow, similar to how they did last year. But unfortunately, they don't have 100 games to make up for that. So it, it's going to yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Interesting for sure. The Nationals, for some reason, I thought that they were a little bit worse. They've 9-12 and 12 right now. And technically, that's three games out of the Braves. So right now, yeah, you have the Braves at 14-11. Phillies just lost today, a day game where they put up two in the top of the first inning. I actually bet Phillies first five. And they were playing, oh, who were they facing on the Red Sox, that that awful pitcher? And it's a little bit late. Try, try to name a Red Sox. It's impossible. <laughs> he was awful, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they got two early, two two runs in the top of the first inning. They had one hit for the rest of the day. So I don't know if they just packed it in. But, um, yeah, 9 and 10 Phillies. New York Mets right there, 11 and 14 too. So it's, it's wide open, that Soroka loss. Did he what? He tore, he tore his ACL? Achilles. 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 Okay. Not great. But the Phillies, on the flip side, you want to guess who has the best strikeout rate, striking out the least in Major League Baseball. That's the Philadelphia Phillies. They're 18.8%. That's different from last year when I feel like Bryce Harper was just either strikeout or home run. They're leading the league here. They're striking out the least. And for context, the most Chicago Cubs are striking out 28.3% which is pretty crazy, like almost one of every three people going up or with him. It's interesting, yeah, especially because the Cubs are playing so well. It, that does surprise me because, you know, a strikeout can a lot of times be an inning killer. But uh, I feel like they're, they're for the most part, they're clicking on a lot of cylinders right now. They're pitching well. They're, they're, their bullpen's been pretty good. They're, they're, they're the big surprise team for me uh, right now. For me also, they're 16-8 and eight right now. They got hot out of the gate. I want to say they're 7-1, and 8-1. I don't know who's going to contend in that division. I expected – I think we both expected the Reds to at least 
contend there. The Reds are five and a half back and their bullpen's not great. They they just can't get, you know, a consistent streak of winning two in a row, the Cincinnati Reds. They the, can't. The Pirates are terrible. The Cardinals have barely played. The Cardinals had played seven games until like yesterday. So the Cardinals might make a move, but they're four and a half games back at six and seven. And I just think it's going to be tough to ask a team to play like 55 games in like 45 days and expect them to carry. That's a very tough schedule. (laughs) You know, if you're trying to line up starting pitching, trying to play seven games in six days, the seven games in five days, it's, it's really hard to line up a starting pitching staff like that. Very difficult. Very difficult. I'm looking at odds here too, in terms of who's favored to win the world series. I mean, I think we both know that the Dodgers and Yankees are almost co-favorites at four to one and the Dodgers are plus three eighty. Your twins right there, the twins ten to one. Something that's still intriguing to me. The White Sox are thirty to one. They, like we said, they they crush left-handed pitching. They have a pretty good lineup. Giolito's been a really good pitcher for them. Their bullpen uh, needs some work, but I think that if they can get that together, I, I fully expect them to get into the playoffs. The White Sox can make a little bit of a run. Thirty to one. There is you could call it a value play. The Cincinnati, I agree, especially especially beaten up on the lower half of that uh, great AL Central, point. great with, point. Uh, with the Tigers that stink and the Royals that stink, like the, you you should definitely see three teams out of that AL Central. Tigers have lost seven in a row, which yeah. means that the Tigers the Tigers were actually nine and five at one point. And <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> yeah, shockingly enough, the the Tigers' offensive metrics, and this was going back to a week ago, they were looking pretty good and. That's something that I'm trying to weigh also is that I know that there, there are certain teams that are, that are going to be hot out of the gate or better than expected out of the gate. The Tigers and the Orioles are two teams that come to mind. I can't think of many other teams that come to mind. Like the Angels are good offensively, but their pitching is a disaster. So I don't Always. usually touch them unless it's like a team total in the first half of the game. But those two teams and the part that I'm trying to weigh is, is that going to continue? Uh, we know that the Orioles aren't that good. We know that the Tigers suck and their pitching sucks. So that's kind of, you know, intriguing to me too because it's such a short season. You don't know, you know, the motivation levels and everything like that. It's like, all right, if the Orioles fuck around and stay in contention, are they worth, you know, betting almost day in and day out as as a heavy underdog? And when is the market and are the sports books going to catch up to that? So right. That's, kind of something that I'm weighing in also like I don't expect the Orioles to win the World Series but it's like any given day that team has value so I'm also you know if you you know looking at futures and looking at like you know division winners and stuff like that it's going to be interesting these teams that weren't expected to be great teams like the Orioles the teams that the trade deadline is like next week and yeah (laughs) and like you know say a team that just says fuck it this is a sixty-game season. Let's 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 try to make a run. So, do you know what team comes to mind right now that I'm thinking that's been in the news in the past couple of days for you know teeing off on three zero counts that might just say fuck it that that's, has a that, shot? It's funny. That is the exact team that I was thinking of. Really, as well. great minds. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're thirteen and twelve. They're over five hundred. They're within spitting distance of the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the clear best team in that division. They'll take that division. They've won seven in a row. It, it's yes, right. Yes, but that's a team that is a. They're they've been building for a few years, so yeah. they've been acquiring these picks. And who who who's to say that they don't just say, you know what, this is this is a sprint season. We got a young, energetic team. Let's let's buy. Let's make let's try to make a little run here. 
in just something that's so weird and so out of the box this season and just try to do something different. Why not, right? Why not? Yeah. Their offensive metrics are good. I was taking a look at their bullpen because weren't the Padres supposed to have one of the best bullpens? And right now they're fifth worst according to FIP. If you go by ERA, they're also pretty damn good. They're also – yeah, they're, they're fifth as well, there as well. Yeah, so let me make sure that I'm taking a look at it the right way. Yeah, yeah, okay. So their bullpen is letting them down right it's now. It's holding them back, yeah. And I thought the bullpen, and I needed to go back and check my notes from a few weeks back, but I thought that their bullpen was supposed to be pretty good. Them, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, as we expect, and the Dodgers have an awesome bullpen. The Diamondbacks have uh, – they're, they're in the, the bottom ten also in the league right now in terms of bullpen. That's crazy. And then speaking of that, the Indians, we expected them to be good. They're there. The A's are third overall. The Rockies, I don't know how that happened. That's another team that they're, I could see – yeah. Their starting pitching's been good too. Like I don't understand the Rockies. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing to the baseballs in Colorado now. I don't they, get it. They're they, they're not flying like they were, uh, unless it's just. Yeah, I mean, you know, Char, Charlie Blackman is, has been hitting great early this year. I mean, it's a t, you know he's he's the only guy that seems to be immune to whatever they're doing to the to the baseballs in Colorado because uh, the pitching in Colorado has been great. Um, the, the bullpen's been very good, uh, but Charlie Blackman is. I mean, he's got a he's got a legit chance to hit 400 for the year. Oh, a legit shot! I'm taking a look at this, and I know that we're jumping all around. But the last point about the Rockies—they're actually on a little bit of a skid right now. They've lost seven of ten. I looked up when I was in Nags Head on vacation last week, and they were like a game or so out of the Dodgers. So that's flipped because they've lost seven of ten now, and the Dodgers haven't lost, I think, in the past seven or eight days. So, but that that division's wide open, and the Padres, I think, are kind of feeling themselves. I expect that bullpen to get it together for the Padres. But Blackman, yeah, to your point, he's hitting 429 on base percentage, 470, second in the league. Do you know who's first in the league in on base percentage right now? I can take a guess. It's a Philadelphia Philly, maybe? Yeah, probably because I was mentioning it earlier this week. Bryce Harper is 486 on base percentage. He's, he's doing well right now. I mean – This is the guy you paid for, absolutely. This is definitely the guy that they paid for. I mean, you can't ask for much more. Hitting 367, five home runs, 15 RBI. It's tough to look at home runs and RBI metrics right now because some teams have played like seven, ten less games than others. Right. But he'll be there at the end of the year. If he keeps on putting this together and the Phillies end up getting to the playoffs, and I don't know – that's going to be an interesting conversation. And let's table that in terms of MVP discussion for maybe later on. I don't know how that whole situation is going to no. go. Like, is it just, do you, does your team have to make the playoffs? Probably. And if you get in, like say that you're not one of the first two seeds in your division, if you get in of one of those other two, because eight teams make it in each league, almost a division, each league, are you going to be up for MVP? Like it's, it's going to be wild, but he's going to be there. And his, his numbers are there. In half of the Cubs, he's actually showing up right now. Fifth and on-base percentage. That's not something that I expected. But that goes, goes to show you that uh, we don't know what to expect in this short season. And that, that's probably part of the reason why the Cubs are overperforming right now. Yeah, I, and I feel like this, this season, it, you know, it's a sprint atmosphere. It, it, and I think that lends itself to some of these younger teams. Like the, the Cubs have a lot of youth. A team like the Padres have a lot of youth. You know, the Dodgers are a bit of an outlier. They've got a lot of veterans on that team. But uh, they're still a nice – you know, they're, they're so talented that they kind of overcome that. 
But uh, no, I, I think the I think you have an advantage with with some younger players because I think that gives you an extra boost of energy uh, to really complete this sprint. Agree, agree. I'm going back, and I think we're going to wrap it up with some some value plays that we might want to take a stab because I told myself about a month into the season, I'm going to take a look at the overall league and I'll probably do a little bit of homework after we're done recording here and and take a look at and place a couple stabs in terms of world series futures value. The one I think that I might convince myself on Padres at 35 to one. And I think we've talked ourselves into that one. I know that they're only 13 and 12. They're above 500. I think they make the playoffs 35 to one. Another one I'm searching here. I'm not going to be a homer and say Philly is at 33 to one. I'm definitely not going with the Reds. How are the Reds still 27 to one? Yeah, like, I don't they're, get it. I, they're they, bad. They, I guess Vegas really loves their top end. Uh, it's it's not there. It's definitely not there. Another one that I like. We talked about. We didn't really talk about the team overall, but I mentioned them a couple minutes ago. Good bullpen, second overall. The Cleveland Indians are 20 to one. Their offense right now isn't doing much. Their rotation is awesome, although did you see a couple of those guys went out and their team was pissed? Did, yeah, Ollie, Ollie Perez, that bitch, yeah. you know, threatened to leave the team because, because Corey Clevenger went, went out partying. Like, dude, like you technically have a World Series contending team. You have the aces on the squad. You have an awesome bullpen. Like, stop causing drama. Just play the fucking games. Get through the next month and a half and see what you have. But I like the Cleveland Indians there. Their offense right now stinks, to be honest with you. But if they could get anything more, anything more from their offense, I like where they're at. I kind of like where they're at. And they're first in walk rate. They're walking more than any other team right now. Okay. So they might not have, you know, the, the offensive power numbers right now. They might not have the batting average. They're getting on base, though. Get on base, and maybe someone will start hitting the ball. Like Carlos Santana, who's left the Phillies and is – He's still on the Indians, right? Yeah, he's, he's you know, good again. <laughs> That's what happens when you leave Philadelphia. That's right. Carlos Santana, you know what? I'm filtering on, on numbers right here. He's he's 10th in on-base percentage. Yeah. So he's I mean, the one that's actually moving the needle offensively. That's right. I agree. He's comfortable in Cleveland. so I he, like loves, he loves it in Cleveland. <laughs> so... All right, so I think we were all over the place, but I think it was a good overall just general discussion of where we're at right now, just trying to wrap our heads around what's happening. I'm happy that we still have baseball. A couple weeks ago, I thought that the Marlins would be stranded in that Philadelphia hotel for weeks on end. Yep. But they no, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was very – I said early on that it was hard for me to really get invested in this season because I felt like it was going to end any day. And I'm very happy that, that baseball persevered and pushed through. And, uh, and it seems like they, they've got the thing back on track. Totally agree. And you know what that means also, what we probably care a little bit more about and what people care about if baseball is pushing through it, NFL is going to push through it. It's, it should. <laughs> yeah, it should. Which people care about NFL. I'm a diehard baseball fan because I've grown up with it and I'm half As Cuban. So obviously, you know, I'm half sure. Cuban. I, I should be, you know, following baseball. But people, NFL moves the needle. If baseball has gotten through this bullshit playing each and every day, daily basis, football is going to figure it out playing once a week. So I agree. That's what we're going to do. So those are the two futures bets I like, and I bet you I'm going to talk myself into finding like a 35-1 to 1 <laughs> on the Phillies just because the Phillies have such uh, power numbers and their offensive metrics are so good right now. If they can get anything from that bullpen, get you and I out there, maybe, then uh, I'm, I'm like – I'm warming up. <laughs> Come here, coach. 
I mean, you had nine beers on the roof deck, so you <laughs> yeah, can, I'm, I'm good and loose. Can definitely go out there and fire a couple of 72 mile an hour fastballs and blow your arm out. <laughs> DUI, pleasure as usual. Always fun. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>